0: The End Book Deserts podcast is a part of the Coalition for Literacy Equity. Created by a team of passionate literacy advocates, CLE exists to unify the nationwide network of interdisciplinary programs that provide books to children and caregivers, promote literacy engagement, and address book access as an issue of equity. Find out more about our programming and events and become a member at www.litequity.com. In my last podcast I featured Dollar General's Literacy Foundation. I'm thrilled to find businesses, firms, and corporations that have committed to literacy. In this episode I speak with Jennifer Flynn Deere, Managing Director of KPMG's Community Impact. If you're not familiar with KPMG, it's a multinational professional services network and one of the big four accounting organizations. Better yet, Its network of 40,000 employees are actively committed to community service and social justice. Find out more about KPMG's Family for Literacy in this episode. Thank you to this episode's sponsor, Learning Ally, a leading nonprofit education organization working to solve the literacy crisis. Learning Ally equips educators with proven solutions that help early and struggling learners reach their potential. They've got a wide range of literacy-focused, award-winning solutions for students pre-K through 12, including the audiobook solution, Excite Reading, and a catalog of professional learning courses and events. Learning Ally supports more than 2 million students and a half a million educators across the U.S. Find out more at www.learningally.org. I am joined today by Jennifer flynn Deere, who serves as the Managing Director of Community Impact For KPMG. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. I'm pleased to be here. Okay. So I know a little bit about KPMG. I have some colleagues who work there. I understand sort of the financial stuff around it. But I'm hoping you can tell us what the backstory is. You're a big organization, nationwide presence. Why literacy? What's the backstory on your commitment to literacy?
1: Yeah. So thanks. I think it's a great story. You know, KPMG has had a longstanding commitment to our communities. It's part of our values. It's in our DNA. We just celebrated our 125th anniversary as a firm, which is really exciting. And, you know, we took that time to look back. And as you look back over the years, you could just see that the spirit and commitment um, of service to our communities has been present since the very early beginnings. And over the years, we have really come around to focus on that area of literacy and education. We refer to it as lifelong learning. And we honestly believe that education and learning opportunities have the ability to change the trajectory of someone's life. And, you know, we focus on these a, a variety of opportunities and work with a variety of organizations. But at, at the very heart of it, the most basic of opportunities is for a, a child to have access to books, to learn, to read and and really grow their imaginations and help grow their goals and dreams. And so we do uh, many things in the areas of learning and education, but really literacy and focusing on the issue of illiteracy in our country has been really at the heart of it.
0: Well, so I'm so grateful when lots of diverse, concerned literacy advocates come to the table to talk about reading and literacy. And I'm especially grateful to hear about corporations that are doing this work. So as you talk about access, what are some of the specific programs and ways that KPMG has taken this on?
1: Yeah, so it's probably helpful if I just give you a little background on community impact and what that means at KPMG. So community impact for us is how we activate our KPMG people to take action in their communities to drive change. So we encourage our people to support causes they're passionate about, and we enable them through volunteer opportunities and nonprofit board service programs and giving campaigns to help them lend their support in any way that they can. And that includes a lot of the programs that we as a firm Sponsor. And the G's Family for Literacy is the program I really want to focus on today because that is squarely aligned with what we're talking about. We refer to it as KFFL. So you may hear me say that. And, you know, KFFL was started in 2008. It's one of our most successful programs. It was created by us. We partner with First Book. And our mission of Kimji Family for Literacy is really simple and it's just to get books into the hands of kids that need the most. We're coming up on 15 years and we've distributed over 6.5 million books to kids across the country.
0: Well, I always love to hear when there's partnership and overlap between some of the organizations. Everybody who listens to this podcast is familiar with First Book and their fabulous work. They are doing such fabulous stuff to bring so many people together. So, if I were a KPMG employee, what would my involvement look like? Tell me a little bit more about how I might get involved with a project like the one you're speaking about. Yeah, sure. So,
1: you know, we talk a lot at KPMG about the importance of having books in in homes and immersing children in sort of these, you know, book-oriented environments and how that helps the greater you know, educational achievement and their long-term success. And we are a learning organization at KPMG, right? That is what we do. We are constantly training our people to serve our clients better. Our people go to clients and they help our clients learn. That's what we do. And so our people are really passionate about this program. And we involve them in a number of ways. We are in about 80 offices. KPMG's Family for Literacy, is present in about 80 offices across the country. We have KFFL partner champions, we have office leads, we have coordinators, and these are folks in these offices who are taking on these roles above and beyond the work that they do every day. They're volunteer roles, and they really serve as the cheerleaders per se in each office around KFFL. And our community impact team, our national team, we design a variety of programs that we roll out during the year. So our local offices take those programs and take those templates and they, you know, they work in their communities in the ways that make the most sense. They identify the schools. We predominantly serve Title I schools, Head Start programs, organizations like Boys and Girls Clubs and many others that, you know, we've all heard about. Um, And our professionals in our local offices who know their communities best, they help to identify the organizations that they're going to benefit from. So it's a national program and we give guidance and support and templates and program management. But we really put it into the hands of our local offices to see how does KFFL best benefit their community and who should they be partnering with? And do they bring in, you know, clients and other collaborators in the community to do that? They raise funds. Our local offices work to raise funds through a variety of ways to contribute to the firm support that we have for KFFL.
0: Well, um, I think that the idea that you're leaving it to sort of local decision making is so powerful because obviously the needs of one community vary from the needs of another. So I'm hoping that you can brag a little bit. What is Spotlight, a program or project that you are super excited about? Tell us the story about that where did it happen, or a couple of them, and unpack some of those success stories for us? Sure. Well, a key part of our KFFL
1: strategy, which I haven't really spoken about, is that we don't just distribute books. We read the books to the children receiving. And that has been integral since the beginning of our program. And pre-COVID, of course, that was much easier. We would go into schools and we would work with educators and we bring our KPMG volunteers in who are always donning their volunteer blue shirts that everyone recognizes. And, you know, kids would get really excited when they'd see our people coming in and get ready for story time. And so it was a model that worked quite well. And then came COVID. So we really needed to get creative in how we were delivering the services and, you know, the support that we wanted to. So, you know, one of the things I'm most proud of when COVID first hit was that we got really creative quickly and we started working with the meal distribution sites. So we knew that these Title I schools, the kids were not no longer coming to school and they weren't getting the meals that they needed to address their food insecurity and things like that. And we said, well, that is a perfect place to get our books. So although we didn't have the opportunity to then read those books, we were there as parents and kids were coming through the lines and they were getting that food that was so badly needed. They were also getting age appropriate books and we worked with the educators to understand what they wanted. And they were also content appropriate for kids going through these difficult times. And, you know, books of stories that gave hope and really were happy places for kids to be when they read those books. So we were really proud of how quickly we pivoted to do that. We also have the past few years done a terrific summer programs. Again, addressing food insecurity, but also health and wellness overall for kids. So we had over, I think this past summer, close to 5,000 employees who volunteered and distributed 70,000 books and close to 15,000 backpacks filled with school supplies and also snack bags, and healthy snacks and information about how to be healthy. And we do programs with American Heart to help kids understand how to eat healthy and be healthy and have a healthy heart. And we, again, accompany those programs with books about health and wellness and how to be active and how to play sports and things like that. So it's a lot of collaboration. I think I can, I'll give you a story or two more, but at the heart of it, it's all about collaboration. We, KPMG, along with our people can do a lot, but it's through the collaboration with local agencies and communities like we spoke about other nonprofits that that are focused on, you know, learning and education and health and wellness that we're most successful. I mentioned the Boys and Girls Clubs. We also work a lot with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. We provide gift certificates so that their littles, as they call them, can get the resources and the books that they need and they can work with the bigs to figure out what those are. We often work with clients to, you know, really go out in our communities together and say, how can we make a difference and have book distributions and things of that sort. And then one last one I want to mention is something called KPMG Virtual Field Trips. And this is something, again, we launched during COVID and a lot changed during COVID. But one of the things that hit our team and we became really aware of was we all remember field trips, right? You remember that day, you know, you got so excited and you had your lunch and you got on the bus and you went somewhere that just took you to a whole new place. And you saw your teacher in a new way. And, you know, you had so much fun with your friends and learning and meeting new people and seeing new things. And you know, that just all disappeared overnight. So KPMG created what are called KPMG virtual field trips. And we worked with leaders in theater, in sports and, you know, business. And we created these very short 15 minute video field trips and they were hosted by laurie hernandez who is olympic gold medalist and she is our literacy champion for kpmg and she hosted them and she interviewed folks and we took them on kids on these virtual field trips and we provided them to educators and along with those we gave resources so the teachers could show the videos and then do some worksheets around the topic And then KPMG gave books to those kids that aligned with the themes of the field trip. So you had this sort of full circle experience in an afternoon and an educator could spend an hour with their kids. One of them was we took the kids to Broadway and we had the stars of Hamilton speaking about how they got involved in the theater and what it meant to them and most importantly, every episode talked about the value of reading and, and the importance of that. So it really came full circle is we can't go into schools and sit down with a child and read a book. But what we can do is we can provide an experience and video. We can give them some fun games and things to play and, you know, take advantage of while they're together. And then we can give them the books to extend these experiences and go home and read them with the people in their lives that can read to them. And, you know, most of the kids receiving these, as I said, are in Title I schools and other places where this is not something they would have gotten. So that's really one that I'm most proud of over the past years, two years or so.
0: Well, I love that. I would totally wish I had been a fly on the wall of of that Hamilton field trip. And I love the idea that the literacy is this like undercurrent of the field trip, but also the after learning and the wraparound. That's what makes literacy is so powerful, is when kids see the value of it and they're reminded of it from multiple points of contact. So let me ask, how do your employees respond? First of all, I'm sure you have a general sense of how many employees there are, how many people get involved in these programs, and what are their general reactions, experiences, and thoughts about this work?
1: Yeah. So we're about 38,000 strong. And in our recent 125th anniversary that I mentioned to you, we held a Community Impact Day and we had over 22,000 of our people participate in that. And they took part in different activities throughout the community, but many of them focused on literacy and education and our KFFL program. So I'd say that when we run programs, we have very high level of participation. And people participate in different ways, which we value. And that's really one of the basics of how we think about community impact at KPMJ. Everyone is not going to participate in the same way. Everyone has different skills and gifts. And we look to our people to participate in the way that makes sense for them. So in local offices, you'll have people who are spearheading the fundraising pieces because that's what they like doing, right? And that fits with their schedule. They can send emails and make phone calls and get people to support the funding of a program like this then you have other people who spend time curating the books with the educators because we take great care in what books it is that we are providing to children and we work with the educators to understand what are you studying right what are the topics you're talking about and what books would be really helpful to you so we have people in our offices who will take the time to read those children's books and you know just really ensure that all of the volunteers on site know what we're going to be speaking about that day and what the books are and that most importantly, they align with what the educator was looking for. Then we have people who go on site and actually distribute the books. But before doing so, all of our books have a a book plate in it, which says that this book was provided by KPMG Family for Literacy and we write notes in the books. So we have other people who say, well, you know, I'll take some books home at night and I'll do some book plating so that the books are ready to go. So we have got um, really high interest around KFFL. And part of that success, I think, is that it's flexible in terms of how it is that you want to participate. And then, as I said, there are other programs outside of KFFL that we do, and many of our people are involved in those as well. And they're all focused on education and literacy and and equity, really, and to opportunity. And we feel strongly that we need to embrace the passions of our people and enable them to make a meaningful difference in those areas that they would like to do. So I'd say when it comes to KFFL, though, we've got great energy around it. It is a very well-known asset at KPMG because it is ours. It's one that, that was created you know, 15 years ago and one that continues to grow and really continues to, you know, we continue to innovate and do things differently.
0: Well, I know what my level of involvement would be. I would be the book curator. Stick me in that pile <laughs> of children's books. Like that is my happy place. So if you ever need that, I am volunteering my time and a passion for children's books. They're such great stuff out there. And it's amazing that you are as thoughtful as you are about the books that you're selecting. So we are at a kind of time of, hopefully post-pandemic, looking to the future. As you reflect on the 15 years of doing this work, what's down the road for your education, equity, literacy roles? Are you going to go back to schools or is there something that you are planning in the future or reflecting on from past years that will help us understand where KPMG is going down the road?
1: Yeah, I'd say we're going to go back and we're going to go forward. We are and we have already begun to get back into classrooms. And that's, as I said, at the heart of what we've done, and we always will do that. So I'm pleased that we're able to get back into schools and agencies and get one-on-one with these kids and really help them build the love of reading. So that is something we are trying to build back up from where we were. But we also learned that Virtual can be a really good thing and it may not be where we started originally, but absolutely is an important way to connect with communities because of the scale, right? The way we can scale when we do things virtually, i.e. the virtual field trips. That's something that we weren't thinking about before when we were thinking about delivering KFFL. So more of that, you know, looking at things like what does the metaverse mean, right? How can we think about KFFL in the metaverse. How can we think differently? How can we find new ways to fundraise and raise awareness of the issue? And one of the areas we are really focused on is books that feature diverse characters and diverse stories. That is very important to our firm and to our people. And we understand that there traditionally has been a lack of stories that all kids could identify with. And so. That's a really important part of our strategy going forward. And actually, I'll go back to the topic of collaboration, which is we're working closely with our BRGs, which is our business resource groups, our African-American network, our Hispanic-Latino network, and Asian Islander Pacific network, and all of these networks that we have at the firm. um, To ask them to help us in the curation of books and what sort of books they would like to be giving and work with organizations they're working with as a BRG to ensure that we're getting those stories out to the right populations. We've always been very conscious about um, having books both in Spanish and English, you know, and particularly in some certain areas of the country, but this takes it to another level, right? We're continually making sure that we are focused on what really is going on in our world and in our country and what the needs are, not just of our kids, but of our educators and our families and how we can best serve that.
0: Well, I have to say I had no idea the breadth and the depth of your commitment to literacy. I'm so grateful that Obviously, like everybody, you guys pivoted, you found innovative ways to do similar work. But I'm also really glad that you're getting back into schools because as somebody who has spent a lot of time in classrooms, there is nothing like the experience of sitting in front of a group of kids and sharing a book with them. Yes, we've all done it through Zoom or we've watched videos, but it is just something, an experience that is so heartwarming and so just transformative, not only for employees, but for kids themselves. Absolutely. That's how we feel. So we're really excited to
1: be getting back to that and um, and bringing a whole new generation of new KPMGers who may have joined over the past two or three years that haven't had the opportunity to do that. So that's really exciting too.
0: Yeah. I bet there are a handful of employees who the last time that they were in a school was when they were a student themselves. That is true. Yeah. They have experiences like, what You know, this is bringing back memories. And, you know, last time I was here, I was in the other side of the room. Yeah. So let me ask you the question that I pose at the end of every episode, knowing that people who see themselves as literacy advocates and do the work around community impact like you're doing, knowing that literacy is probably something that's really important in your personal life, I'm hoping that you can share a book from your past or present that has really shaped you. It can be something that you read as a kid, something you read last week. I understand it's impossible to narrow it down to one. And that if I asked you this question tomorrow, you'd probably say something else. It's a little bit different than your favorite book. It's kind of the book that makes you think and lingers with you. So uh-huh. totally uh-huh. going to put you on the spot and ask you, what is that book? Well, yeah, I'm
1: on the spot a bit, but I have to say there's one book that has always stood out to me for when I read it as a young person. And when I saw my own children reading it, I couldn't wait to talk about it with them. And if ever, which is rare, the movie is playing somewhere. I'll actually go see that too. And it's To Kill a Mockingbird. And I remember reading that probably as clearly as I remember reading any book. I just remember being. Completely consumed by it. Growing up in the middle class area of the Northeast, it was a world that I really didn't have that much insight or understanding of or experience in. And, you know, the lessons that were apparent throughout that book from how the father was handling things to how he spoke to his daughter about handling things to her relationships to caregiver relationship. And it was so intricate in so many ways, but so basic, right? There was such a basic message. And I just, I read that book numerous times. And as I said, when my kids have brought it home, I've read it again. And I just think that it's a book that portrays the best in people and the worst in people. and really helps us understand the importance of doing the right thing. Yeah, to me, that book,
0: the undercurrent of it is empathy, um, a valuable lesson in empathy. And you're reminding me, my daughter is um, not so in, in the in the near future. She'll be reading it likely in high school. And it's a book that I need to revisit with her because that's when I read it. I have to say, I also before the pandemic saw it on Broadway. Oh, okay. Um, and it was very interesting. All of the roles were played by adults and they and you sort of wondered going into it. Well, how's that going to work? Because, you know, how, what's going to be like to have Scout as a an adult? Right. You kind of for, forgot within the first five minutes. And it was a very interesting conversation. So many of us, when we see a film adaptation, we turn to our whoever we're watching it with and say, well, that's not how I picture the character or, the right. character or what have you And to do that with a Broadway show was really interesting. I walked out with my parents and we, you know, had this whole rich conversation about how the show didn't feature this part with Boo Radley and all. And it was a great conversation to have. I think I could talk for hours about that book. Yeah. (laughs) And you are not the first one to answer that book, which speaks testaments to how many people that have been impacted by such a classic book. Well, I'm so grateful to have time with you today, and I'm so grateful for the work that KPMG is doing in so many spaces and in collaboration with so many other literacy programs and projects at the both national level as well as the local level, and to your entire army of volunteers in your firm who are going out there and doing work either reading to a kid in front of a classroom or you know, laying in bed and writing a personalized book note to children, it all matters. And if every large organization, corporation, firm of 40, almost 40,000 employees took on a social justice cause like this, our world would be a very different place. So thank you for your time today. Thank you for the work that you're doing every day. Thanks. It's been my pleasure. That wraps it up for this episode of End Book Deserts. If you know of a person or program doing innovative work to get books into the hands of readers, email me at molly at endbookdeserts.com. For more about my work and for the program featured on this episode, check out our webpage at www.endbookdeserts.com. Follow me on social media at End Book Deserts and share your stories and reactions with the hashtag endbookdeserts Until the next episode, happy reading.